You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Change it up. It's different. It's, it's, it's 2020, man. Yeah. Times have certainly changed. <laughs> that threw me, man. I, I, I mean, we I in forgot season three up. now. So That's true. I, you That's know, true. Why not try something different? I was like, what show is this? Yeah. Like, this is this is weird, but anyway, <laughs> welcome black, welcome black, welcome, yes, welcome black, yes, welcome, welcome black, black people. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome back to Black Guy Therapy. This is your first time listening to us. Understand that we are a therapeutic podcast, first and foremost, uh, and we are a therapeutic podcast designed uh, for black men to come and just talk about our things that we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. This is your first time listening to us. Thank you. Welcome. Um, hopefully, in this hour, we will. I don't know. We may enrich you with, with some knowledge or, or we may just be an outlet for you to hear something different. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, anyway, hello, Joe. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. How about you? I'm doing all right. Good. Um, yeah. It's it's been a wild week um, given just current events. But I but again, this is 2020. This is what has been happening yes so i am not surprised anymore state of the year yeah yeah sure um and that's okay um but yeah that's that's what's going on with me yeah it's a character building year for sure man you you they say you you never know your capabilities your strength and all of that until you're tested yeah And, and for a lot of people uh this has been a character building year and i hope people can see that you know you can't just look at it as the worst scenario possible, but man, if you've been able to make it through everything that's been thrown at us, then you have built some serious resilience, resiliency, uh, character. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm impressed at, at where, way, where we are and how a lot of people have been able to bounce back through trauma after trauma, after disappointment, sickness, and, craziness so keep up the good fight and that's to everybody that, that's colorless right there yeah that's because this is whoo this is oh what a time man to be alive yes it is a drake song or something like that i have no idea um and and we talk about this before you know you read history books or i'll read history books because i like history but anyway you read history books and i'm like oh i wonder what it'd like to be live in that time yeah. well here i am here you are <laughs> And may, I don't know, maybe I, I I brought that, I manifested that. I don't know, maybe. I hope not, but. Well, I mean, think about it this way. In 30, 40, 50 years, 100 years, if, if everything is still here, they're going to have books about this yeah. history. And, and 2020 is going to have thing after thing after situation after situation to, to talk about and to test on. And <laughs> I, What do you name the chapter of that book? Like. <laughs> which in which chapter is that <laughs> yeah because yeah. that's do you put that well i guess you got to put it after the civil rights but like i feel like they need to go together because it's all the same it is it is but I, I don't know man i don't even know if you could put it inside it would have in my 2020 is no nah, i'm not gonna say that I, I, will, I will not disrespect the past like that i was gonna say it's it's enough to where it could be its own book its own history book but the civil rights movement in general yeah. was way, well, a- again, well, and same I think, but different. I think that it, it is in its own right, you know, book worthy yes. of its own year. I yeah. mean, its own volume of book, right? Yeah. 
um, not disrespecting the civil rights movement at all, but um, 2020 has been, but I think you got to like think about it in terms of starting 2016 and then talk about the issues that led up to where we are now. Right. So kind of interesting. And then, and I, this is actually, this might turn into a pretty good segue right here. Cause it makes you think of all of the, the prominent figures that we lost this year also. Yes. Namely, mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant, his daughter, Gianna Bryant. And I don't know if you want to jump straight to topic from there, because we could, but it... I'm, yeah, I mean, we could. Um, and I mean, this is something I was thinking about. And who else did we lose? We've lost a lot of singers. We lost a lot of athletes. We've lost, obviously, we lost Congressman Lewis, right? Congressman Lewis, um, yeah. But... Um, Chad, Chadwick was... And, and I like to bring up Chadwick in this, not on the same level as Mr. Lewis, but the impact that he had yeah. was significant. Yeah. You know, just again, the image that he was able to help represent or portray and then the representation and then the love that these kids, like I told the story on here about my kids and, and their desire. My four year old yeah. still talks about going to Africa all the time. Based this, on a movie. Based on and 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 you know, you see stuff around yeah. around the room. So we talk about it, but I don't know how much how hard I would have pressed or impressed that information on them if at that age if it wouldn't have been for that movie because yeah. now they have a connection without it it would have been like maybe we need to wait a little bit till you're yeah. a little older till you can appreciate it but this is like oh well Makes you know sense. where this is right yeah. so so it's just it's interesting so i don't want to try to make it seem like chadwick was larger than life or larger than a mr lewis but they're they're what they were able to to give and well gift gift the world with their presence both of them phenomenal. Yeah, which kind of leads me into current event or current events. But I want to talk about one in particular because this, I, I've always, I wonder, I've always wondered. We, we, and I'm just gonna go into it here. Okay. Let me just let me get myself right here. Oh man, I, I don't. It's not gonna be that deep right now. Okay. Like, I'm, let me just lay the groundwork. So we have listened on here before to. Malcolm X mm-hmm. and what he has said about um, black people and how in the black culture leaders are entertainers. Yeah. Um, well, are entertainers. So yeah. your singers, your rappers, your ball players, yeah. your stuff like it's that. It's all right? entertainment. It's all entertainment. Yes. But what he, you know, he also said like when you look in the white community, like when you look in, in on the, on, in the other communities, other communities other than black communities, right? Um, their entertainer or their their leaders aren't those people. They're not entertainers. They're not um, those you know prominent figures like that. Entertainers, ball players, stuff like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, I can see that being true because. I can't really think of, I mean, I'm sure there are, but I can't think of just one off the name, the top of my head that that's white. That is like, you know, a prominent, you know, I guess they fight for social justice, whatever, whatever. Right. Can you? No, there, there is, I will be willing. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and bet there is none. It's and, and I'm qualifying it this way. I'm using LeBron James as the, as the bar. Yeah. As an athlete, using the athlete as a bar 
for their social activism. Yeah. They're at the level LeBron is in his sport, in his field. There is no other because specifically white. Yeah. There is no white person that has achieved that level in the entertainment or, or well in the entertainment industry that fights equally as hard as a LeBron would. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's interesting, right? Cause I, I literally, and again, I'm sure it's, there is somebody, there's been somebody, of course. Or, you know, but there is nobody off the top of my head that yeah. I can think of that. I'm like, Oh yeah, that person goes hard in the paint for everything. Yeah. Right. But like you said, to your point, you got a LeBron James who you're like, oh, yeah, he's going hard in the paint. Social justice. He started a school. He did this. He did that. Mm-hmm. So my question for today, okay. or at least for this, for this part, this, right? Like, this segment. This segment. This, this, while we're at this point in time. Why in the black culture are, are like leaders like athletes and they are entertainers period. I mean, mm-hmm. entertainers covers all of it, all of yeah. it. Why are, are, why our, why are our leaders entertainers versus on the other side where we don't, we don't really see that. So when you originally sent that, this concept to me, mm-hmm. I started thinking about it and you know me, I'm big on strategy. And I said, what better way to keep people from achieving more than to give the, the things that we put on a pedestal? Because the games, as we know, that's that that's beyond color. Yeah. All races love to be entertained. All of them. So. How many people realistically. Let's do this at UT. Your, your, let's say if we can go year by year, cause you were there three years, right? Mm-hmm. Your first year, how many of those people on that team made it to the NFL? If you had to guess. Uh, that first year drafted or drafted drafted. And it doesn't have to be exact, but just I think kind let's of an say estimate. that first year, let's say two. All right. Second year. That second year. Maybe two. Okay. Maybe two. Late round. They went late round. Okay. Yeah. Maybe two. Two or three. Just just for sake of the conversation, third year. Uh, well, uh, third year, I know we had a number number two pick, so that was Eric Berry. Eric Berry, um, bad boy. Um, I don't think he did. He go number two. He went high. Know. He, he went was high. high. Top five, right? Um, I know he was. He went, and, and there may have been maybe one or two other ones late rounders. So let's say. In those three years, eight people were drafted. Okay. Now let's give the perspective. How many people are on an active college roster? Uh, 105. 105, and that's one year. So over three years, that's what, 315? So out of 315 students, 315 athletes, eight made it. Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> uh, but yet. So eight out of 315, I don't know the numbers, but I'm going to say that's less than 5%. I mean, it's, it's not a very large number of people. No. So here's where I'm going with this. 
if I can tell you that you can be this social activist, you can be this champion for your community, you can make all of this money going this route. And I can keep you from doing something because I don't want to dare take away from the the relevance of an athlete or a entertainer because they have their part that they play. Mm -hmm. And because they're able to play this sport, sing this song, do whatever it is that they do, they're able to help whoever they're able to help. But what about the people who are respected in the other circles? Do you think that if there was a meeting with the top minds from MIT, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, Brown, all of these Ivy League type schools, do you think they would invite LeBron James to be a part of that conversation? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's not a definitely. Oh, yeah, that he definitely would get an invite. You know, right. it's like, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but maybe not. Yeah. More than likely, probably not, because, you know, those type of meetings are taking place as we speak anyway. Yeah. And so, and and let's just be clear, like, I mean, LeBron James makes a lot of money, a lot of money. But when you talk about means like that, it, these MITs, these these old, you know, old money schools. Yes. That money way longer, way different than, than, than Mr. LeBron James's money. Hey, now he's wealthy. Don't very, get me wrong. Very generationally, <laughs> yeah, wealthy. Yes, but my point is, and I'll try to sum it up here quickly. If I can convince you to chase this, and then I present the image of success to you, whether it be through commercials, advertisements specific to your group, then I put these products out there that I say you need to have. And this is the way to get it. How much less likely are you to become something like a doctor, a lawyer, a politician, something like that, that is quote unquote respected. Yeah. So for me, I was like, well, what if it's strategic? What if there's a strategy behind this where we don't want the Dr. Claude Anderson's, the, the Dr. Francis Cress Welsing's of the world uh, even like a Dr. Boyce Watkins, who is a professor of finance at Syracuse, these type of minds who have done the schooling that they tell you that you need to do. Mm-hmm. They've got the degrees. They've been professors. They, they're highly regarded in their fields. Why would that person not be given the same platform as a LeBron James? And then I think back to the video that we played where it's talked about. We want to take the smart ones. We want to bring them into our side. So they're neutralized. So they're neutralized. Or if they're not capable of being neutralized, then we're going to neutralize them. You get what I'm saying? So the neutralize they're talking about is the severing the relationship with them from their people. Now I'm talking about cutting off their microphones. Let's not allow them to be heard, but let's let these athletes be heard. So these folks that where they can see, oh, I'm not 6'8", 6'9", 250 pounds, run fast, jump high, amazing, gifted human being like LeBron James. I'm only 6'1", 170 pounds, but I can be just as effective as LeBron can by going this route. But I'm so busy chasing this, I never yeah. even get over here. Yeah, and you know, I, I, when you say that, it, it makes me think, right? Now, I mean... I didn't grow up like in the projects, right? I grew up in a black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that. But like most of my friends, when you ask them, what, you know, when you're just talking, what are you going to do? Yes. What, what are you going to do when you grow up? Yes. I'm playing the NFL. Mm-hmm. I'm playing the NBA. Mm-hmm. Or in some of them, you know, maybe I'm going to play MLB baseball. Mm-hmm. But that was it. Like I didn't, I can't recall one time 
where my friends were like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be this. I'm going to yeah. be whatever. Yeah. Right. I, I, it's always been yes. when I play for this team, when I play for that team. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I don't know that it's interesting because you think about that and, and then you, it makes me think when I go, like, I remember when I was a kid, we had like a career day yeah, and we had to dress up like what, what we wanted to be mm-hmm. um, when we grew up. Right. And I think back to some of those kids, what they dressed up as they're actually doing those things yeah. today. Crazy, right? It's, it's insane. Now, granted, I'm actually doing the things that I dressed up as too. So okay. I, I can't, I mean, it happened, yeah. right? But again, like you think about that, these kids are like doing at, at age five, six, seven, eight, right? Mm-hmm. When I grow up, I want to be this because my daddy is this, my yep. mommy is this, yep. and my mommy does this, and my daddy does yes. this. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in in my household, which and I'm not talking specifically about my household, I'm just talking about in a black household, the, the conversation is not the same. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There are very wealthy black people who are like, you're going to do this. You're going to do that. Absolutely. And they're going to put you in the, in the, the circles that you need to be in to, yes. to accomplish the task that you they need can, to do. They have the resources. Yeah. Yeah. But for the average black American, it's not it, ain't, the story. it ain't happening like that. Yeah, it's not the story. So no, that's, I'm, man, that's such a good point. And I'm glad you brought it up because I think it's something that we probably need to spend a little bit more time thinking about. And, and I think about some of the other prominent figures uh in in other cultures specifically with with our our white counterparts there's something to be said about someone who's been polished who's been trained who's been brought up who's been molded to be this thing i went to college to learn how to speak to an audience i learned all of this information specific to these topics so when i come i'm prepared yeah and then I think about somebody like Colin Kaepernick when he when he had his opportunity. It was it was so impressive because that's not normally what you saw from us. Yeah. You see people like LeBron and it's not saying LeBron isn't an intellectual. This just means that LeBron's first priority growing up was sports. Yeah. And Cap- I mean, that was his outlet. That right? was his outlet. Yeah. And no fault of his own. That's just what it was. Yeah. But how many people do you know personally like you said, at eight, nine, ten years old, I want to be a social activist for my people. I am going to train from this point on until I get there. Yeah, you, I mean, I, I didn't see that growing up. Not in my group of friends. I anyway. didn't either. I'm sure I that it was either. happening, but in my Somewhere. group of friends, that, that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't the conversation that was going on. So to answer your question, why do I think so many of our leaders in activism? And uh, the, the, the chase for uh, equal justice are entertainers. I have to look at that and be like, you know what? It's got to be strategy. It's got to be strategy to, to make people believe that the best chance that they have of doing something worthwhile is through sports. You're going to be able to take care of your family, buy them a big house. Yeah. You get all this money and then you can give back to your community. Yeah, not knowing that you can go out here and start your own business and do make exact. make all the money in the world you want to, yes. depending on yourself, yep. right? To to do the same thing. Yes. Yes. And and you don't even have to hurt your body to do it. 
Ain't that crazy? I mean, you may you may stay up some nights, yeah. but you're not out there beating up your body. Like exactly. You're playing football or basketball on your knees and stuff. You mm-hmm. know, so. so that's what I think. I, now, again, there's, there's obviously going to be multiple factors. This is like an onion. So, yeah. you know, there's layers to it. But that was the first thing I thought about was like, man, what we've seen consistently through the history of America has been strategy, mm-hmm. one after the other. And the majority, if not all of those strategies, were intended to keep the wealthy wealthy. And a big way to do that is to keep people who are considered to be threats neutralized. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good, that's a good, it's a good way to think about it. Um, so I've thought about this. Um, and I too have always wondered this, right? Because you see current event right mm-hmm. you see ice cube who who's like look you know working with the trump well i don't want to make sure I, I say this the right way yeah because i say he's working with the trump administration he has at least presented his in our air quote platinum plan right yeah. to to the trump administration yeah for their consideration as a plan for black America, right? Yes. Now, now, real quick question for you. Did you hear when he was on, um, geez, I cannot remember the news outlet, and the guy was saying that, because uh, people were talking about canceling Ice Cube because yeah. of that, and he, his response to that, no. how he met with both, he said. Well, I did hear, and, and this is third-party information okay. that I'm getting ready to say, so correct me if I'm wrong, because sure. I'm hearing it. You know, secondhand. Yeah. Um, but some to the fact, hey, I met with the other, the Biden administration, and they pushed me off until after the election. Yes. And so I was like, screw that, I'm gonna go. Well, if he, the Trump administration wants to listen. I'm gonna tell them. It, well, it, and it wasn't even a he. It wasn't a perspective like a well, forget them. It's just I'm gonna go well, here. Yeah, like yeah. both of both of them approached me and wanted to have a conversation. At the end of the conversation with the. Uh, team for Biden, they said we we like this. We want to talk about it in more detail after the election. They said, "Well, can we talk about this now?" He said, "So I talked about it." He's like, "I don't care who it is. Yeah. I don't care who's in power. I'm here specifically to speak on not people of color, not diversity and inclusion, Black Americans." Yeah. So he was very specific in what he was doing, and the 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 fact of the matter is, it's either going to be Trump again or it's going to be Biden. Right. Whoever it is, he's going to have to talk to both of them. Yeah. Or either. You know what I mean? So. So and 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 before I jump back into what I was saying, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to follow down this road. OK. Here. Um, I mean, do you think he got played? No. You don't think he got Absolutely played? Absolutely not. Because either way it goes, to your point, if you want your politicians to do something for you, you got to ask for yeah, it. You got to ask for it. I agree. So it, I don't care who's in office. He's like, this is what we need. So if Trump and, and his administration is going to find a way to come up with five hundred billion dollars to give people of color in one way or another, then whatever. But he ain't out there shucking and jiving. He ain't taking pictures, no. smiling. He ain't doing all of that. So it's totally different. See, and I feel I feel some type of way about it. I mean, I'm okay. I'm not mad because I say this all the time. Whoever's there, we need you. Got to go talk to them, yep. right? Make them do what you want them to do. Yep. But um, I just wonder if you know. I'm thinking about like, man, the timing of it is terrible, right? The optics of it doesn't look great. And then I'm like, you know, I, I, I feel like I understand the Biden campaign saying, let's talk about it at the election, because let's face it, there's so much stuff being thrown at his campaign right now. Mm-hmm. Like they can't they can't deviate from from the given plan. Right. 
Which is weird that they even asked to sit down. That And that's what the yeah. optics problem is on the opposite side. Yeah. Don't ask me to sit down if you're just going to push me off. Yeah. You, we could have waited and then had that conversation. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I just feel, and, and knowing what I know about the Trump administration, they seize opportunity. This is 1 million percent a shady opportunity for yeah. them. And that's, and that's why I feel like, that's why I feel like maybe they, they're playing my man Ice Cube for the optics. Yeah. And I, and I get it, man. Ice Cube, has he's doing what he needs to do for his people. Because mm-hmm. somebody got to do it. Yeah. What, and you can call him a coon. You can do whatever you want to yeah. call him. Uh, uh, what's my man name that they call Daniel you? Daniel Cameron? Uh. No, no, no. Well, yeah, that, that's a new, <laughs> that's, that's you, a new you, one. Daniel Cameron, you? you yeah. um, what they call you? Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you can call him whatever you want, but he is at least trying, yeah. right? Uh, but I'm trying to figure out how he know what I want as black American, like who, who gave him the opportunity to be the spokesperson. But then again, like we're talking about, right. We have these entertainers who this is what they do now. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and, and again, so to go back down the road, I was going, Mm -hmm. we have entertain. Like I wanted to know, like, why is this the thing? Because again, I was upset that, um, after listening to Malcolm, I was like, damn, this is, this is messed up. Like, why are my people this? And yeah. Yeah. So obviously there's nothing new under the sun. Right. So I had to go to a history book. Okay. And I found something Uh-oh. and I was like, Oh, this makes perfect sense. Okay. So in the, ni- the 1900s, um, the early 1900s, like twenties, thirties, forties, what was going on at that time? Uh, the depression happened around then. Yeah, the depression Reformation was around then. World War One, World mm-hmm. War Two, all these things are going on, right? And what are black people trying to do uh, in this time? We're free, right? But we're fighting yeah. for equality. Yes. So, um, also around that time, I mean, you started having the inventions of stuff like we had the radio. Yeah. You had they didn't have TV, but they definitely had the radio. Yeah. Um, and, um, theaters, concert halls, stuff like this. This was actually giving black people an opportunity to get in front of white crowds because white people love us. Yes. (laughs) And, um, that's true. They, and being an entertain, being a black entertainer was one of the only, one of the only ways to, um, to, to break into, this economy, this yeah. other economy, because yeah. let's face it in the, the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, there was a black, there's a black economy. There's a white economy. Yeah. And this was one of the ways that they were able to break in. So I'm thinking, and I'm like, okay, so if they're breaking into this economy this way, why, what better way or to, 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 you know, show that, Hey, black people are humane people. And we are just like you, if I have the influence, right, if I'm a singer, if I'm a, you know, Billy Holiday, I'm somebody, one of those people, mm-hmm. I can speak on it. Yeah. Right. So in, in that time, the early 1900s, we had no choice, but our entertainers to be yeah. the spokespeople for us because that was the only voice that we had. Yeah. And I was like, well, holy hell, that makes sense now. And the mold just never broke. So, and I, and then, you know, mm. I, I get in a rabbit hole and I, I just keep digging. Yeah. So I thought about it. I was like, okay, let's just, let's just keep going down this path. Jackie Robinson. 
what we know about Jackie Robinson? He was a groundbreaking athlete based Ground on breaking yeah. athlete <laughs> from the university. Oh no, he went to UCLA. I don't know. He was UCLA. Okay. Um, he played professional baseball. Mm-hmm. Did you know that he played for professional football too? No, I didn't. Yeah, they don't tell that. He didn't play very long. It was like a, um, I don't know. I think before, before, how they say it. At one point, the NFL was integrated, but it wasn't like a ton of black people in it. Like it was him and maybe a couple other people. Gotcha. And then at one point, they were like, "Yeah, ain't gonna be no black people in here, right?" But he played football. He also played. Every other sport you can think of at UCLA. I think he ran track too. Phenomenal athlete, period. Played baseball, obviously. Um, Anyway, at that time, we were in World War II, I believe. Yes, World War II. He gets drafted. He's a lieutenant in the, the military. He was a second lieutenant in the Army. Really? He was. Who knew that? I did. I did not know that. He was a second lieutenant in the Army. Not only was he a second lieutenant in the army, he and 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 apparently this is in the movie. If you've ever seen the movie about him, he refused to give up his seat to a white person on a bus, and he was court-martialed in the military for that. Really? Yes. So you and I'm taking. He's an example, but there were countless other entertainers like um, athletes, singers all this stuff who were drafted into the military. I mean, you had him who was a second lieutenant who in where, where units were still segregated and there weren't many black officers. You have, um, Oh, what's their name? What was the, he was a boxer. Oh my God. He was a, he's a world champion boxer, but he also was in the army. Um, Oh my God. He was before Muhammad Ali. He, he, he was who Muhammad Ali always used to talk about. And they always like, if you would have fought J- Jack Johnson, Jack. um, yeah, so he was in the army. So you had all these these big entertainers at the at that time in the military, right? Or in some type of something that like a government or something that they really wasn't for them. Right. So they were able to to speak on 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 things that that meant something to us, right? Because mm-hmm. Now they've been pulled out of their entertainer life, yeah. right? Where they're probably living good, yeah. living or living better at that time. You're living better than most black people, right? right? But now you're in the military. At that time, military was still segregated. Mm-hmm. So now they're having to to navigate stuff that they didn't have to navigate before, right? Right. So when you get out, why not talk about, hey, look, I was here. This was messed up. We need to change this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my thing is. Based on our history, on in in these United States, that's what we our entertainers were our leaders back then. So that's why now it's it, the mold hasn't changed. Does that make sense? It does. That's actually that, and that's why I said earlier there's it's like an onion because that yeah. that's another layer, and there's probably a few more. But that's a good one. Oh yeah, that's I, and a really I used, good one. I use I use Jackie Robinson just because. He did so much. I mean, he he's he's done stuff that I didn't even know about, and I just read about it, like yeah. him being in the military, him being a uh, an army officer, him, um, you know, refusing football. to give his his seat up, him Court playing football, yeah. him, you know, he did all these things, and apparently, I didn't know this. Jackie Robinson was a person who 
he 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 didn't he didn't take no stuff. Okay. Is 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 what I've read. He he was a a person who would retaliate if somebody did something to him, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, but before he got into baseball, when they were trying to integrate and, and bring him in, I, uh, that owner was like, "Look, I need you." To, he's like, "I know that you're strong enough to not retaliate. Like that's why I want you here." Not only that, he was military. Like he had he had the pedigree so that white folks were like. Okay. But except, yeah, but he's okay. Him. Okay, and you know what I'm saying. So, and it took him going in for for people to be like, oh, well, dang, this black people aren't so bad. They can they can do this. They can do that. Right. Yeah. So you think about it in terms of okay, maybe this damn entertainer had to do this, and they broke the mold for everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, which again, point being, let me bring it, wrap it all up in a bow. Historically, our entertainers have been our social justice leaders in this country, whether they wanted to be or not. Right. Let me put that in there. And I think that right there, that that last piece, I think that is is the most important piece of that. It's whether they want to or not. Yeah. Because the the rest of the race is looking at you now. While times have changed, to your point, when uh, Mr. Robinson was alive, I mean. I'm sure that a priority for him was staying alive. Yes. So now LeBron, his priority isn't necessarily staying alive. Although we know that people, men of black men are killed at a disproportionately higher rate than any other men on the planet. We know that, mm-hmm. but that's not going to, I, I seriously doubt LeBron James is going to be dealt with the same way. Unfortunately, that Mr. Floyd was no, or Mr. People, Arbery was anybody. Other than that, oh, that's LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron he'll, James. He'll get oh, a pass man. before anything else. Slow down, Mr. James. Right. I mean, and and you know, he may meet, he may encounter that person who's like who doesn't care who mm-hmm. he is, right? So he always has that. In always, yeah. I mean, he needs to be cautious for sure. But yeah. my, what I'm saying is just looking at the difference in times. Yeah. Like now, there's an expectation from every man of color that has a platform to speak on behalf of his people. And we, that's why so many of our activists, the race kind of turns on them when they do something that the race doesn't understand or agree with. So Nick Cannon, you know, they talked about canceling him. Now they're talking about canceling ice cube. So whether you want to be in that position or not, I would be willing to bet that both Mr. O'Shea Jackson and Nick Cannon see what's going on, mm-hmm. have the resources and are putting in the work to do something different for their people. Yeah. Nick Cannon, all, if we already know all the stuff he's doing, but Ice Cube, he's been at it forever too. Even yeah. the music that he made was intended to be revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, piggyback and you take a, whether they wanted to or not, I mean, we're, we're going from there, right? Mm-hmm. You take a Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali didn't. He was fighting for himself. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously, he converted to, to Islam because he realized that what he what he say. Um, he realized that that basically he realized that blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus wasn't doing nothing for him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but then, I mean, let's let's face it. He got drafted, and he's like, "I'm not going to fight." Mm-hmm. That was a personal decision. Yeah. That wasn't 
that wasn't I'm not gonna go fight and I'm gonna be an activist for all of these people. Yeah. That was a I'm not gonna go fight no in his words, I'm not gonna fight no Viet, Viet Cong. Kong. I ain't got no quarrel with them. Yeah. Viet Cong ain't never done nothing to me. Exactly. Yeah. And that was a personal decision. Yeah. And at that point, he became an activist whether he wanted to be or not. Yep. Now, he's a special one because he embraced it. Yes, he did. And not a lot of people would do that. Mm-mm. Some people may veer away from that, but he embraced sure. it and and stuck to his guns the whole time. And and that's why when when we talk about somebody like uh, Muhammad Ali, the reason I have so much love and respect for him is just what you said, and that is, it wasn't intentional. He wasn't saying I'm not going to the war because all of these other black men and women are looking at me. He's like I ain't doing that. That ain't got yep. nothing to do with me. But then he embraced it. Yep. Not only did he embrace, I'm willing, and see, this is where the character comes in. The character was there before he embraced the social activism. The character is, my principles tell me I'm willing to give up my belt, this sport that has put me on this pedestal, the money associated, all the creature comforts, like they said in that video. I'm willing to give up all your creature comforts that you're giving me to stand on my principle. Yep. Now I've stood on my principle and I realize, oh, wait a minute. This is really bigger than me for real. This ain't just about the nation. This is about all black people. Yep. All now, over the world. All over the world. Now, I'm, I'm riding for the nation, but even bigger than that, I'm riding for all these people that look like me. Yep. That is what made him special. So like LeBron, everything that we do now, it is purpose driven. It is. It has to be because social media has completely changed the landscape. We're watching your every move all the time. So you've got to be calculated that's why people have teams now you have your your handlers your your writers your publicists all of these people your marketing team you have all of these people helping you to not make mistakes yep and then that if you do they're there to clean it up they're there to cl- and, and mr ali did not have that Nah, not really he's he had what he had and that was himself and and he had a bunch of other brothers during that time who respected him because of his principles and they held his family down while he was locked up. Yep. And that's the way it should be now. Yeah, it should be. Should be. Should be. Um, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, just think this whole conversation, you, you know, I, I don't think that, well, let me say this. And this may not be right, but I'm going to say it. But we have our militant black people mm-hmm. who take, and and granted, we got this. I got this from the Malcolm X quote. So we have our militant people who will take this word for word and be like, um, "Ain't nobody working for me." You know what I'm saying? And then you got like people like me and you. Or we sit down and we have to talk this out. And we're like, "Okay, now I see. I see the strategy behind it. Yeah. I see. I see why why it's been this way mm-hmm. historically. Why it's been this way. I see why it's this way now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and because it's this way." What can we do to fix it? So, I mean, if you take the history of it and we go up to now, Ice Cube has done nothing wrong. Mm-mm. He's done what black people have done in, in these Americas since the 20s, 30s, 40s. Well, hell, not even since before then. Since yeah. before, or I guess right at Reconstruction, right? Because you had, uh, what was my man's name? Frederick Douglass, who mm-hmm. was a prominent figure to, to white people, mm-hmm. which 
is it true? I, and I'm not even going to bring that up because that's hearsay. I'm not going to talk about a dead man. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, this prominent figure to white people who listen to him. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, Ice Cube is a prominent figure in, in our world. I mean, yeah. I think that there are people who would listen to him. Absolutely. So absolutely. He's done nothing wrong. He's done what we've what we've done to survive in these United States since since we've been here. And and again, one of the one of the ways that we can you and I, one of the ways that we can help to lead the charge is by sharing information like this and making these type of statements so that the masses can hear it. And you got to understand the reason why they tell you not to judge somebody else, because generally when people use judging, they're, they're using it out of context. Yeah. A judgment is not a, hey, you're a thief. Are you judging me? No, you actually stole something. I'm only stating a fact. That's not a judgment. Yeah. We need to be able to deci- discern and, and decipher between the two. When I think about ice cube, it's like, why not wait? See what's going on. See what's happening before you so quickly go out here and do this. Because the reality is when you start to push somebody into a corner, vilify somebody. Yeah, they're going to come out swinging. They're going to come out swinging. Yeah. And, and I know this just from doing this show for the last year. If you talk in front of an audience long enough, you're going to make a mistake. Yep. You're going to say something wrong. You're going to have to come back and apologize. If we got canceled by the culture every time we misquoted something or said something wrong, same thing. Like I just I thought about this. I was listening to one of our episodes and I was talking about the the college I went to and the president, Jack Evans Sr. I said the AD and coach for the basketball team was Jack Evans Jr. I was tripping. I was looking at his other son, Herb yeah. Evans, who was the coach and AD, but I said Jack Jr. Yeah. for whatever reason. That was a mistake that I made. So if somebody heard that, they'd be like, oh, he's lying. Yeah. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes you have to wait and allow people the opportunity to see what it is they're really trying to accomplish because the reality and the fact is the truth always comes out. Yep. It always does. If if Cube is on some some shiesty stuff, you will know it. Yeah, you'll find out. It, it, it'll be obvious. So that's what I'm saying. Like even with Nick, Nick Cannon, that is. Even with Nick Cannon, if he was doing something worthy of the culture canceling him, you would have seen it already. Yeah. So that's my message. And I know it's not the end of the show, but that's one of the messages I would like people to hold on to is before you get so quick to to, uh, put your again, I call it a judgment for lack of a better word. But before you put your judgment down on somebody, wait, give it a minute. For instance, Trump, we didn't have to wait for day one of him to be the president to be able to put down our judgment because he had built up a body of work yeah. over the last several decades Yep. to show who he was as a person. And we knew that coming in. We knew that coming and, in. And that was what a lot of people liked about him. Yes. Coming in. Yes. So. Yes. So keep that in mind. You know, it just makes me wonder. Um Again, I, and I go back to this, the, the optics, the, the timing is terrible. If And I'm not cute. I don't know, you know, I don't know why he needed to do it now. Mm-hmm. But why not wait until the election or after the election? Because yeah. then, I mean, either way, it's a clean slate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. now, let's say Trump does get back in office. 
if Trump goes back in office, if Q waited, you know, till that first week of that second term, be more authentic. Then it's more authentic, right? Yeah. And and even if it's you know, even if the administration does nothing, at least it looked like somebody was trying, yeah. right? As opposed to using him as a tool to get that black vote. Yeah, because because to me that's what it looks like. Yeah, it looks like he's like. I'm I'm listening to your people. I'm listening to your ice cubes and your ice teas. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm listening. Yeah. No, you, and and I'm I'm glad you bring it up in that way. And that should be the only thing anybody should be concerned about, right there, is the optics of it. Like, man, it just seems like it's bad time, yeah. bad timing. But that should be the end of it. It shouldn't be like, oh, he's a bad person because of this. Yeah. It's like, I wonder why. Since you don't have the answer, you don't, you do not have the authority or the right. To cast your judgment because you don't have all of the information yet. Yeah. Now, going back to the point that you're making, it looks bad because it does look like potentially he could be used because we've seen that administration use other people of color. Oh, I know. I mean, we we've seen it. Well, I guess that was what two two of his um, campaign campaigns were like rallies, two rallies ago, three rallies ago were. Um, you know, that report came out about Candace Owens, yeah. how she had to pay people to go over there and wear the, the, the Blexit shirts yeah. behind stage. Like, I mean, like you said, the truth going to come out yeah. some at some point. Yes. Um, you know, those people were paid. So we, we know like that wasn't genuine. That wasn't authentic. Um, and, even, and another current event while we're talking about it, I don't know if you saw uh, what I guess that was this past week. Um, what day was that? Thursday. Thursday. This past Thursday, mm-hmm. um, I Trump had a town like well, kind of like a town hall, and Biden had a town hall. Okay. Um, they were on different networks. One was on NBC. One was on ABC. But they were at the same time. Um, Trump. <laughs> it's funny because Biden had already had it planned, and then Trump was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do it too," and you, and obviously they're they're trying to split votes, right? Of course. This is this is a game. This yeah. is a political game. But if you watched and I didn't get to see all of Trump's, so I watched maybe I literally watched the last like three minutes of it because I was watching Biden stuff. Um, but I watched the last three minutes of Trump stuff and, and he was talking and strategically placed behind him was a black woman. And in that three minutes that he was talking, he wasn't talking about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but that black woman got up behind him. She, you could see her. She was nodding her head mm-hmm. like this, and then she clapped her hands like, mm-hmm. yeah. And she's, you know, doing yeah. things that our people do, yeah. right? The mannerisms. Yes. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. What is the chances that she just randomly sat in that seat? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah, that was that was definitely targeting. Um, it was it was advertising. It was it's weird too because. Man, afterwards you saw all, and I'm not on Twitter, but I was looking at some of the tweets that people were posting via video. I was watching something on YouTube and I'm like, oh my goodness, what do you mean she's a hero? Who is that back there doing that? She is my hero. She's awesome. She And I was like, because so you know what nodding? I'm talking about. I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. That's why when you said it, I started nodding yeah, my I was, head. I was like, okay. Yeah. But I was like, that is so weird that people are amping up what she was doing 
as if what she was doing meant anything, number one. Number two, as if what was being said was powerful. Yeah, he wasn't saying nothing. <laughs> super weird. But again, it, it goes to show there's a, there's a, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this. Because I don't ever want to generalize a group of people. And this is not a black or white thing I'm talking here. This is just a people thing. When when people say stuff like that, or or Jonathan Isaac, when he came out and was talking all crazy about the reason why he stood instead of kneeled. Yeah. People were coming out saying he was all of these things. His jersey sales skyrocketed. But what did he say? He didn't he say didn't anything. He say nothing, really. He kind of talked in a circle. He did. And, and that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, some people are just, it's like, it's almost like they're, they're not very smart. So it's like, okay, either there's a strategy behind this, yeah, but then that strategy works on somebody. So it's not the strategy that the world's about strategy, but the people that buy into various types of strategies are the ones that mess me up. So the people that were buying Jonathan Isaac's Jersey because he didn't kneel, when even his white coaches and white teammates were, yeah, that's kind of goofy to me. Oh, well, I mean, and and like you said, I mean, it all appeals to a person, a certain person, mm-hmm. right? Like what what I think is cool, you may not think is cool. What right. I think, you know, what I agree with, you may not agree with, mm-hmm. right? And and that's the beauty of this country. Mm-hmm. We don't have to agree, right? Um, that that's one of the 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 good things about living here yes because in some countries you can't do that you gotta agree or it's off with your head yes right so that is that is cool um but yeah it's it's it baffles me sometimes it i think i think what baffles me the most is that you know we 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 think that we're this most educated country in the world which we're not um we're not even in the top 10 in education by the way i believe it just throw that out there but we 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 listen and we and we talk but we don't even we're not i say we listen but we're not actively listening we're listening mm-hmm. right but we're only hearing those trigger words yes we're not listening to what you're saying yes. we're, we're here and i'll use the president for example what 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 was his thing when in his first election make america great again make america great again so he got a phrase right mm-hmm. what was another thing Build the wall, right? Oh, yeah, build the wall. Yeah, yeah. Build the wall. Yeah. So, like, it's not, and and he didn't say anything else. It was like, we're going to build a wall. We're going to make America great again. We're going to build a wall. And people took that, and they stood on it. Yeah. And that's what happens, and, and it's sad that we have people who, who will take words and just stand on them. And I, and I attribute that to being, I hate to say this, but we're a lazy country in some, in yes. some aspects. Yes, I agree. Um, so rather than take the time to sit and read everything, we'll read, oh, well, they said this, mm-hmm. that's good enough for me. And it, it's funny, uh, and, uh, not a Bible scholar or anything, but one of the things that people do all the time when it, in terms of the Bible is they'll take one particular part of a, of a text yep, and they won't talk about what happened before it or what comes after nope. it. Just this one text, just this, this one this one paragraph yeah. here, and this is what I'm here. Heck, it might even be one sentence. Yeah. Oh, this sentence. Oh man. Oh man. You yeah. didn't read anything else? 
Okay, so it's the same thing. And, and it again, like you said, it baffles me. It, it lets me know that, yes, we are a very lazy country. I, I mean, but you can look at all the stuff that has been done to make things more efficient. It's also made us more dependent. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's around the world. It, it is. The, the, the smarter we get, the dumber we get. Yes. Essentially is is the is the, the quote. I've, I've heard that before. Yeah. Like, I, that's not my quote. I've always heard that they're like, the smarter we get, the dumber we're going to get up here because we're going to rely on everything else to 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 work for us. And the only reason why I'm going to speak specific to here is because this is the only thing I've known. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and long, like I said, we're right there with Canada. used to be there all the time, but never in this type of a setting like we are and like I was here. And I just look at that and I'm listening to your point, which is how did you hear that and not go listen to the entire conversation? Yeah. So people might have heard, yeah, you you heard Ice Cube went and he on there with uh the uh, uh Trump campaign. He met with yeah. Trump. Well, and and blame Twitter because what Twitter is a hundred and sixty characters or yeah. ho- however many characters, yes. and that's all you get. Yep. So if I'm and and a lot of people like me, I get a lot of my news from Twitter because it's real time essentially. Mm-hmm. So if I'm only reading those 140 characters and mm-hmm. then I watch a video saying like a two minute video ex- explaining to me why he did this, then I may take the position. Oh, well, that was messed up. Yeah. Right. Yep. Without doing my own research. Yep. So. And but and it's funny because even when you think about, uh, you know, we're both sports guys. Yeah. When you think about the way stories are broken, everybody's looking for the soundbite. Yep. So they'll put out something that was said and it's like, oh, they said this for real. Yeah. Hey, did you hear? Hey, so and so about to lead that team because. Yeah. But they didn't hear. Oh, they only took a piece of what he said, and it yeah. was a question that they asked. Yeah. Like, would you, Carmelo Anthony? Would you like to play with LeBron James? Now, in his yeah, five I'd minute like answer. To play with LeBron James, however, but, you know, I'm trying to build something here yeah. in wherever in, in Houston, right? Yeah. We we're friends. We always talked about it. We always said it'd be something cool to do, but yeah. but nobody hears that, and all they do for the headline, Carmelo Anthony plans on teaming up with LeBron James, wants something like that, wants to play with. Yeah. So now his teammates see this and they don't read. They just like, Oh, for real. That's so you only want to be here. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's, that's the world we live in. And it's bigger than just sports. It's just people can resonate with that because that's the stuff they pay attention to. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. We've been talking about this for almost an hour. Um, yeah, I figured. Yeah. It's <laughs> we're right here. So, um, I guess for the final thoughts of the day, you got anything? We, we talked. I mean, this was a pretty heavy conversation here. Yeah, yeah, we touched a lot of things too. So I'm, I'm, I'm really satisfied with what we touched on. Um, I just want to bring it back up, man. From from our one of our last episodes, something you said, it, man. It, it just it stuck with me. It's like like a, a knife in my back. It's just <laughs> I can't I can't shake it. What you said about how we looked at Kamala Harris while she was debating with Pence mm-hmm. and just that natural instinct to be protective of our women, of our mothers, of our aunts, our yeah. cousins, sisters. I can't shake that man. Yeah. And, and again, there's, there, there are things about her that I, I, I had issues with. Um, and I'm not going to say that because, because of that moment. Now I'm pro her for the rest of her life. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it was that reminder that inside of all of us, there's that love for our own. Yeah. And, and that love that we have for our own, sometimes it needs to be awakened. 
somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because you have that love for your own doesn't mean that you, you don't have a respect, a healthy respect for others. So my final thought is going to be this to anybody that's listening. That is not a black man, black woman. Here's my ask. Keep this in mind. When you think about people of color, when you think about the struggles that they've gone through, try your best to not allow agendas, propaganda, whatever it is that sound bites that the news lets out there to sway you from realizing that we are human beings. We have the same health issues potentially that you could have. We all could die from COVID. All the stuff that impacts us on a broad scale is, is not racist. Divorce isn't racist. You know, losing a child to uh, malpractice isn't racist. Getting hit by a drunk driver isn't racist. Those things are colorless. So just remember that we are all people too. When you see these militia groups, the Proud Boys, the uh, whatever they are, the Wolverine Watchmen. Yeah. Wolverine Watchmen is another one that I just came up and I sent that uh, to you and Henry. Before you guys join these groups and become so dogmatic in your belief that we don't belong, remember that. Just yeah. like your mom is sick over there with COVID, mine could be too. Yeah. We're still human beings. Yeah. And, you know, look, I, I'll say this anybody out there learn a little bit of history you know and 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 educate the people around you educate the people who are inside your circle educate the people who are sitting on right outside of your circle Mm -hmm. your work friends i had a conversation at work today um about emmett till Mm. right and the person i was talking to had no idea well they thought that they knew a little bit about emmett till but had no idea about emmett till right and then they looked it up and they're like oh my god I had no idea, right. which prompted them to do another Google search to find out about Mammy Till, the mama, mm-hmm. and to find out about the woman who the, who's still alive today, mm-hmm. who's 82 years old, because they told me that like, she's 82 years old, mm-hmm. um, about how she, her story, she lied. Yeah. So educate your people, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to leave it with. I like it. Yeah. And go vote. I mean, we're in a, and I will throw this out here. Well, they say like over 10 million Americans have already voted early. I saw that. That is crazy. So crazy. Now, okay, sorry. Final thought for real. Go ahead. Go ahead. If, 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 ain't no way that the majority of people are for Trump. I I don't, I just just don't. You get what I'm saying? So if if he wins, you know it was some shady business going on. Exactly. I just don't believe it. So, um, yeah, so keep up, keep up that good work out there. Get out there. Um, I've, I've seen some videos. I'll send you some videos later about, uh, the lady who was out there talking about I'm out here and we I'm out here we out here and I'm gonna be out here until it's done so wow. uh, keep up the good work everybody yeah. and and like keep that grinding. lady in that video I'll watch it you be you out there be out there and be out there until it's done yeah. so um with that we're gonna leave you uh today and uh we'll see you on next week we out peace, peace.